Yeah, we're talking about the set list for tonight with, uh, we're opening for Diana Ross here in Minneapolis. Feel it in the air tonight. Wall of Sound, we gotta do Wall of Sound. Gotta, gotta have an original song. We're not a covers band, right? MOHD presents Celebrate Culture and Community. I'm your host, Thomasina Petrus. I'm Glam Life Kim. And I'm Monique. And this podcast is available everywhere you stream music and podcasts and at KZMOHD.com. Today we'll be interviewing Mr. Roger Thomas of the group Naturally Seven. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Minnesota State Fair. We're actually here. It's gorgeous. It's a beautiful day. Uh, We're here at the West End Market Chilling Amphitheater. And, um, you know, we're looking out and... It's it's not set up. It's just kind of you know in its uh, state, and but I can actually see millions of people here. I I can too. <laughs> I hear them. I see yeah. Thomasina on stage performing. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there, so. And here comes Naturally Seven. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Push everybody else off stage. <laughs> So, so we're here with Cosmo HD, KZMO HD, and we're presenting Celebrate Culture and Community as we have done since 2016. And I'm here with my beautiful host, hey. Thomasina Petrus. Hey. Thank you. I'll take that. And the Glam Life Kim. Yes. And 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 we have a special guest, Mm -hmm. Mr. Roger Thomas, who is the founder of Naturally Seven that we have. We're bringing you today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Yeah. It's awesome to have you. Now for singers, performers, (laughs) this is like five in the morning, isn't it? It's, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get uh, right into it. That's right. Let's just get right into it. So, um, Naturally 7, we have been listening to a lot of your YouTube videos mm-hmm. and watching them in, in amazement. And, of course, last year, you opened up for Diana Ross on the grandstand mm. stage. And it was just it was like a, a this amazing wow mm-hmm. because Minnesotans hadn't seen you before. Mm-mm. Right. Mm. Was it your first time in Minnesota? No, no, it wasn't our first time. We've been we've been there a few times. Okay. Been there a few times, but but it's uh there's definitely always gonna be so many people seeing us for the first time, so well, we, we 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 always act like it's the first time. <laughs> well, you did a great job. Yeah. And I had actually Thanks. found you on the uh, in, uh, on the internet by accident a few years back mm. when I had started an acapella group at kind of honoring um, Sweet Honey in the Rock. 
And I was going to ask you a question about uh, other a cappella groups um, that you maybe have looked into for reference on your group. Um, how did you, whose big idea was this? Right. How did you all meet? How did you first realize that you had a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Inquiring well, minds we, need uh, to know. Yeah. Yeah. We, the, uh, I started the group. Uh, my my brother is in the group as well. So he was there. And we still have, out of the seven of us, we have four of us that are the original members. Started in New York City. Uh, just uh, kind of met in a, in a gospel community in, mm-hmm. in church. And, um, you know, just being inspired by uh, so many different genres, so many different groups. The biggest thing was how do we do something that is different, unique? Yeah. How do we make our place under the sun? Um, I, I'll tell you this quick story. We, we sang for... One day we were in a a Christian bookstore and um, the owner said that Stevie Wonder was there Mm. and could we sing for him? And so um, we sang Amazing Grace for him. This was a group actually that preceded Naturally Seven. Okay. uh, But some of the same members. And we sang for him and he said, I know who your favorite group is. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was referring to Cake Six. Right. Of and um, I remember going home that night, and I, you know, I'm thinking, man, we sang for Stevie Wonder, that was cool. But then I thought, was that a compliment? That <laughs> oh. he said, I know who your favorite group is. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's saying that I that you sound just like this particular group. Mm-hmm. And so I t- I realized that that was not a compliment, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to figure out how do we get our own sound how are we going to put something together and looking a little bit deeper into ourselves the fact that we were New Yorkers the fact that we were uh, you know we grown up with uh, hip hop jazz uh, gospel um, we, we had this affinity for acapella we decided you know what my brother had this talent of uh, sounding just like a drum mm-hmm. and more than a beatboxer but sounding like a drum set and that's where it started. We said, you know what? Let's become, let's become a band. Let's be. Let's see if we can imitate instruments to the point that when we get on the stage, people are in disbelief. That's mm-hmm. the goal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, that's the origin of of that story. You know, of course, that's the short version of you know deciding that we got to do something different. And uh, shortly after that, we coined the phrase vocal play. Mm. Say that uh, you know, acapella is when you sing without instruments. The vocal play is when you become the instrument. Mm. Yeah, and so we're happy to see all around the world, uh, South America and Africa, Asia. There are all sorts of uh, groups that are imitating us now and saying that they're doing vocal play. So we feel that you know we are. Uh, you know, we started something, and uh, it's always beautiful to see, you know, see, seeing people following in your footsteps. Right, right. Wow, what a what a amazing story! And you know, there's always the story behind the artist. Yeah. And one of the things that we do um, at Cosmo is we um, have these segments called Music Monuments, which honor musicians and talent because the stories are so important 
when we think about developing youth mm-hmm. in entertainment and right. the business. And so we've done a lot of these in Thomasine and, and, and um, Glam Life Kim. <laughs> we, we really focus on honoring the musicians and telling the stories and then passing it on to youth. Right. So that, that is incredible. What a great story. Can't yeah, wait to share that with our youth in our innovation lab. Right. Absolutely. And you know, as, as a musician in, in these times, the music, you know, sort of breaks the barrier of, Oh, they sound great. They're amazing. Once you pass that though, the feeling that resonates with people who've heard you for the first time, what is the other message you're trying to give, particularly to our young people, particularly to people who see you as an example? Um, what besides the actual music? Because you're amazing. We know mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like you've got a great drummer who doesn't play too loud. Right. <laughs> That's the thing with musicians. You always want to find a great drummer that doesn't play too loud. So this might be a note to self to find a, um, a vocal drummer. <laughs> I'm just playing. I love my drummer. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, like as you're moving through, you're, as you've established yourselves all over the world now. That shift that happens in the musician where, it be, where you realize you are resonating with people on a, on, a, on a level that the music is bringing you to and people want to connect with you, what else are you trying to give them that's, that's a deeper meaning? You know, that's a beautiful, uh, that's a beautiful question. Mm-hmm. Um, when you realize that music is that, 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 that medium, it's that thing that you uh, can deliver a message on that people wouldn't even uh, sometimes allow you to just get up and just talk to them like that. But because you're doing music, you know, it's allowing you to uh, express things that you just wouldn't, uh, sometimes people won't even give you the chance to uh, express from talking. The same thing exists in, you know, art and painting and that, you know, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we realize that there's a huge responsibility um inside of that making sure that it's it's inspirational that it's uplifting that people leave lyrically and just the feeling of the group from beginning to end as we take people on a journey that yes it's funny that you said that that yes that is the first part of the group that people are like oh oh my goodness they're doing all of that with their voices okay and once that settles in and we're, we're in that mode what else do we have for you to leave with you? And we realize that that's what music is for. It's, it's to uplift us. We, when, we, when we are going to be entertained, we go to a movie, we go to a theater, we go wherever. We want to be moved. We want to be changed. Yes. We don't want to leave there the exact same way we came. Mm-hmm. And even if that thing makes us cry, we, we, it's still one, we want it to be something that changes us for the better. And so we've decided that in our music, that's our goal. Uh, you know, uh, we're not beating you over the head with uh, with uh, with anything religious or political or whatever. But that spiritual uplifting that we can all say, yeah. I feel uplifted. We all can use that language to say, I feel uplifted because uh, the message that they've given me today has made my life better. Right. I'm going to have you elaborate on that just a little bit, because I want to know, just a little bit deeper, if your music had the power to change one thing in the world, what would you want it to change? Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Put a lot of pressure Uh, on you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
to pick out one thing is is is, is tough, but let me let me let me try, <laughs> and that is because um, we do say this during you know during during a performance, and that is oftentimes as human beings we uh, we glorify the we glorify the past, mm-hmm. we think greatly of the future, um, you know, and we we teach it in, in in you know just as in communities, you know, we got to think really positive of the future and we tend to, to, to glorify the past. When I say glorify the past, for example, you know, we could uh, have met the, you know, one day we could have met some, a celebrity uh, that we were looking forward to meeting or shoot the King of, King of England, right? We could have met mm-hmm. somebody like that and it'll be kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, well, two, three years later, it's the greatest thing ever. We're like, oh my goodness, it was great. And, and why weren't we feeling like that in the moment? So right. we tell people that you've got to be caught in the moment, the actual moment that you're in. Realize that you, it's a moment. You can't actually come back and get it. You People try to recreate moments, you know, when they're enjoying a moment. Like, let me try to recreate that. Let me go back to that restaurant. Let me go back to that. You can never, ever actually get that moment back again. So you have to really, really uh, realize that life is precious in the moment. The fact that you're living it right there and then. Enjoy it and don't look back later to just say, oh, that was great. No, it's it's great right now while we're living it. The fact that we're here now. And so that's something... um, that that we want people to really get mm-hmm. that we're enjoying ourselves right now and we should be thankful that we are living, breathing, seeing and living life. Uh, you know, it, it's a blessing. Yeah. Can I ask you, um, what's the most prescient, the most pressing thing when you and your brothers all get together and talk about creating music? Um, how do you find the next song or the next inspiration to write about is it is it about what's pressing you now how do you start creating something new oh that's a good question too <laughs> sometimes it's, it's just what's needed right you know you're 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 as as live performers uh they get on the stage you oftentimes go okay that was great that was great you know what you know what i wish we had today I wish we would have had this, this, and that. So you know what you do? You go write that. You put that together. Uh, so you let the uh, you let what you see that what's needed. Uh, you know, and of course, sometimes you know songs are, 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 are minor miracles. You know, they're minor miracles that you just download. Uh, I believe that they exist and you download. You know, it's uh, it, it's a God given gift. And so, but you allow the, you know, you allow your experiences that you see that, okay, I wish I could, I wish I could have, uh, you know, I wish, I wish I had a song about that Mm -hmm. because that would have been great for this moment. And so you do it. Have you written the song? Have you written the song that you think will go down in infamy? Like Mm. for instance, Luther Vandross's, Dance for My Father. We know, you know, many, many, many of his songs, mm-hmm. but for me, that song, Dance for My Father, I mean, 
do you have that song already or is it are you always reaching for the next or is there a song that really resonates with you well, these are all super, these super, super deep questions. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that you're always, as a creator, you're always reaching mm-hmm. uh, for that, for that, for right. that song, for that, for that thing. You look up to other artists, and especially if you've, you know, grown up with this, you know, and you love a particular thing, and you're always comparing your thing to that. But I don't think that that artist when they made that oftentimes knew that that was going to be that thing either. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they, and even when you, when you, when you really get down to even, you know, your favorite artists and, you know, speak to them, they'll tell you that they're trying to reach for something else that they were, that they were looking up to. Mm-hmm. And so we're all kind of chasing that, you know, that thing. And that's, that's another reason why you have to, you know, you have to know when, which is hard. It's hard to know that you, like I always tell people that, you know, when uh, when Michael Jackson had the, uh, the Thriller project and it became the number one selling album in the world and all the pieces all came together, mm-hmm. he still wanted, he still wanted to outdo that. Right. <laughs> right. He still wanted to go out and I'll do that. Now, in one sense, that's good. Mm. Oh, my goodness. He, he didn't settle. He didn't whatever. But in another sense, there's sadness there to know that that as an artist, you didn't realize that, that all enough. the stars aligned. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the he stars didn't aligned. That? No, I don't think he did. I'm not going to just agree with everything you say because you're the head of Naturally Seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, you know, being a, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a big Jackson, a big Jackson fan. Not even just, just Michael, just a big Jackson fan. So I'm the type mm. person. I take the Jacksons for 500. You know? <laughs> I had the Jackson 5 board game. That was my first concert I ever saw in my life. I had the scrapbook. Yeah, it is. There it is. That's so right. I know that he, you know, the very next album, he was like, I'm out do. I'm out. You know, he, he was that person mm-hmm. that after Off the Wall, he was going to outdo Off the Wall. And he did. Yeah. But there, there's, there comes a time when, um, you know, uh, who was it? She, who was it that I remember her making a speech? Mm. What was uh, what was the name? Uh, making a speech gosh, about what? My this was a, a jazz artist. Uh, jazz artist. She had a huge. It was like bigger than they ever expected it to be. What's her name? What she was? Plays, she, she plays the piano. Are we um, the the name of it? Bigger than? Nah, nah, nah. No, nah, she's a jazz mm, artist. She's okay. a jazz artist, but the the album became. Way, way bigger than jazz. It became a big pop album. Oh, and Dee Dee Bridgewater, Cassandra Wilson. No, 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 no. This oh, goes mm. back about. I'm going back about fifteen, twenty years. But anyway, I remember her coming to the Grammy. She got a Grammy and everything, oh. and she literally said that, which is so unusual. She said, "Okay, well, I don't expect to be in this position ever again. Um, oh, but this is such a blessing. What was the name?" Esperanza Spalding? No, no, no. It wasn't Esperanza. 
No, no, no. She's, uh, oh my goodness. I'm going to get it because I'm jazz now. You yeah, you've got the jazz queens right here. Jazz queen. It may have been something you said, Thomasina. Easy listening. Her voice, her voice is easy listening. Uh, hmm. What was it? Uh, is it? Uh, is it? Not is it Jones? Anita Baker. Nora no, Jones. Nora, Nora Jones. Jones. Nora okay. Jones. Okay. But what'd she say? Nora Jones. She had a year that was, if you guys yeah. remember, was just incredible. That's right. right. That's right. She was. On, she yeah. was on Blue Note. Yeah. She was on Blue Note Records, and they expected when she did the album, they said if she sold twenty five thousand. That would be great. Mm-hmm. She sold millions, Fifth, over fifty million. Yeah, yeah. She sold mm-hmm. that. The, the, she yeah. sold millions, right? right? Yeah. Millions, right? And just and to be so, clear, mm-hmm. she's she's come away with me. In the come night. away, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yep. And so you remember that that stuff was everywhere. Yeah. Yep. For that moment, but she knew. It would not happen again. That was her her best. She felt it. She, she felt knew it. it. But it, don't you think that that's pressure from the industry? That's the pressure that you get. You know, uh, um, I, I think artists are different because I can tell you that our Minnesota uh, prince, mm-hmm. he broke down that industry. And basically it was on his terms, not theirs. And so mm-hmm. that pressure, though, to sell records, sell more and more put out the next best thing. Yeah. And part of the consumerism. And I think right. part of the music like Nora Jones's is it's it makes you feel reflective about your life when you listen to it. That's right. And that's the magic of artists like Sade. You know, because they'll make you kind of slow down and be, you know, introspective. Mm-hmm. She was another one. She yes. challenged the industry. Exactly. She said, that was my best. That yeah. was it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you But, know. you know, I and think she, it's, it depends on the person. Because, right. you know, even like Prince, as a Gemini, and I know a lot of Geminis, right. but enough is not enough for them. Like, they're always striving for better or for more, or they want to outdo what they did. It's a competition with themselves. It was his decision. It was his decision. Not nobody else's. Right. That's, right. You know? He wasn't pressured. So, so, it was his. So you, right. So you see that there's two sides of that. Two there you sides go. That. Many, so, many right? sides. And so if you are a person that, because let's imagine you're working with me and I, I, and I deliver like the best work you've ever heard, right? Mm-hmm. And while you're trying to tell me it's the best work, I'm already on to the next. Right. Yeah, that's right? wonderful. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. right? yes. that, there's a thing There's a thing about that that's good, but then am I taking time to smell the roses? Right. Mm. Well, right. Even that, so you gotta, you got you, you gotta have balance in both of those things. That do you ever stop to say, you know what? That was my Michael. That was my. That's my. That's my Sistine Chapel Michelangelo. I mean, and celebrate it, right? And celebrate it. Celebrate it, right? right. Even yeah, that, so the though, artist that celebrates too much, right? There's, well, there's the artist that celebrates too much. No, no, no. See, no. this is where you don't know everything. <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think in terms of how people come to where they are? If they've worked so long and so for years and years, and then finally they get I don't know, quote unquote, put on, or they finally start seeing some shine for their work. Mm-hmm. There are so many layers to how music can can unfold in them and how they um, absorb what's happening. Like some people, they're like, like Nora, this might not ever happen again. So they're go, 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 go. And then their plan is they're going to just pour out all that they have then. And then long term, they're not 
doing an album like Shade every 10 years or Adele who disappears off the face of the earth and then comes back, but people who are constantly putting things out like Prince. And some folks will say everything he put out was genius. And some folks will say sometimes his stuff was really great work because he's a great artist, but you could tell that he was exploring and pushing boundaries and letting his fan base in on that. Right. And just the same way that he approached music, and in some ways he was years, decades ahead of, of folks in the music industry, other mm-hmm. artists, um, just how he kind of thought ahead and how he planned out how he worked. Right. That's individual to every artist. That's it right. Is. You know, and um, it's... Uh, and he told that story. He told that story in his music. It was his song. It was yeah. one song, one truth, one energy. Yeah. That was his journey. Mm-hmm. And so artists, like you said, they mm-hmm. have their individual. It's mm-hmm. an individual thing. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot was driven and pushed on the commercialism of it. As right. well. Right? Mm-hmm. And artists thinking that they needed so much money. Mm-hmm. When they didn't, they needed mm-hmm. to really enjoy life mm-hmm. well they don't realize they right? they need to generate a lot of money when they're they're fronting the, the, yeah. the front of a big company but let me ask well, you I, I this I thought Roger. about that though with Naturally 7 because I said you know you know I'm on the yeah. production side mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm the back of the house production Roger right. and you know a lot of times when I'm negotiating for the, you know the artists and the venues and the production mm-hmm. and I think about it so when you're going on the road you know you should get paid as the artist yeah. and the musician, right? Mm-hmm. The vocalist. I hope that that is your business model because you guys really, you put it all. I mean, mm-hmm. you step on stage and you're the instrument, the, mm-hmm. the vocalist, the whole mm-hmm. the whole band. She yeah. she put you on to something. So if you aren't already doing it, I <laughs> say the words to no, the wise. No, absolutely. Now, Roger. Just to go back a little bit to something you guys said, though. Yeah. Uh, Because you started talking about Prince, and Prince and Michael Jackson uh, were, in in, in some ways, polar opposites, right? Mm. They're opposites, like you said, Prince is going to keep coming out with, going to keep coming out with music. Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson, very much like you just said, Adele, he disappeared. Right. He disappeared for four years and come back, right? Mm. The the thing that you're going to hear me say is balance, right? Artists. Uh, we we can celebrate how crazy an artist is in terms of I'm gonna get I'm you know because I, I know all the Prince stories of okay Prince is gonna play for p- play for three hours come off the stage and play some some place else right after that that mm-hmm. night yeah. for another three hours you can't you can't get him off the stage he, yeah. he, he, he's incredible right? he enjoyed it and and then Michael like okay you you gonna get on the stage again. Are you, are you gonna get on the stage again? Like he's trying to make he's trying to make it a special thing. Like if, if they ever do a bio, a real bio on him, they, you're gonna show that once he had that family because he his family used to be on the stage all the time. Mm-hmm. They used to be uh, do TV shows all the time. And then by the time he got to off the wall, he said, "Nah, you're not gonna see me. Mm. You 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 see me one time during that album. You're gonna see me one time during the next album." And it's, it's true. You only saw him one time because he became this extreme thing of, I, I've, I've got to do it this particular way. And so producers that worked with him, he drove them crazy <laughs> because he would be like, okay, I want you to play that. Uh, I want you to play it 17 different ways. Right. Okay, but so the so Rodney Jerkins would say, what if I play it right the first time? 
you can't play right the first time. I won the 17 weight. (laughs) So while Prince would live probably of, you could play it right the first time mm-hmm. because he, 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 he's trusting. I knew what I was doing the first mm-hmm. time I did it and mm-hmm. he, he lived like that. So mm-hmm. those are different artists, but they, you can go to extremes. Like we've worked with Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. Wonderful. Bobby McFerrin says that if he thinks of a thought before he goes on stage, he gets rid of it because he wants to create only on the stage. Yes. Right? Now yes. think about how crazy that is. <laughs> For him, that's religious. So so I said, Bobby, what if you have a great bass line in your head? What if it's great though? Yeah, I'd get rid of it. Oh. I yeah. That's his process. Well that's his choice. That is his process. Right? Mm-hmm. That is that's his process. process. Right, 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 right. Process. Absolutely. That's but right. then that becomes that becomes religious, right? Mm-hmm. That becomes a that becomes religious for him while somebody else is they don't create on the stage at all. Right. I don't create anything. I, I follow a script completely. I do not allow uh, anything to, to get in the way of my script. Oh my god! That, mm-hmm. that could be a problem too, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. they don't yeah. allow. They don't let right. the spirit lead at all. Right. Yeah. They just like I'm sticking with the script. Mm-hmm. Some place in the middle is a nice place, you know yeah. where. I, I've got some ideas that I'm coming with. Just, um, I'm, 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 I'm open this to, to, to change you, right. whatever the case may be. So I'm going to respect both of those artists that go to the extreme, yeah. but I am going to know that they are extreme. They're really extremes, and um, they, can, they, can, they can drive people crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, but, uh, but there's some people, though, that, like, you know, for them, Somebody who isn't that way, it drives them crazy. Like, and and that's why I was saying, like, you know, just a a personality like Princess, like he would be like, "Why you ain't doing more? It's just not enough." Like, I, you know, perfect your craft, or you know, it's it's you know, they just want, but that's them, right? And that's why everybody is different. Mm -hmm. But you know, for Prince, it was really about um, the musicians, and he actually always said, you know, for example. A vocalist. Well, that's your 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 mm-hmm. instrument, right? Right, right? And so he was all about the music, one hundred, mm-hmm. right? And so he would create the music, and then the band would have to learn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. he would play all the instruments on it. So that was his process, though, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so then he would put the stage and the 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 live performance together based on. But he would do it all from the beginning. And then he was like, okay, now you need to learn this. But, mm-hmm. but, um, he was one, really in control of his business. Absolutely. At 100%. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like when you're performing uh, in front of a group, and I know it's seven of you, so it's the seven lead singers in, yes. a, in a way all blending. Are you ever moved by the energy in the room that takes you somewhere that is not rehearsed? Absolutely. That's what I mean is that yeah. you have to. That's a great question. You have to, have, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to be open to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't just, even our set list, we don't, we don't, we don't have a set list that this must, this is what, this is what's going to happen tonight. You have an un- this is what's unset happen. list? <laughs> we, <laughs> I like that unset list. No, we, you know, we are, we are, we, we, this is what this you know like for me I set this you know as the as the musical director and group you know gotta say well what are we doing okay so here's the set list this is what we do 
but that's as best as it's going to get. This is what I think we're going to do. Mm-hmm. If the if the if the energy in the room says, "Oh, we're about to do up tempo," and then we and we really need to slow this down, yeah. then I go mm-hmm. with you know we go with the energy in the room. Slow slow it down. Go do something different. You have to you know the more mature you get, the more you're you're able to. Um, feel the crowd, especially if you're open to that. Especially mm-hmm. if you're open. It's, it's no different than than than, than speaking. When, when you hear a great orator, mm-hmm. if they only stick with their script, that's it. That's 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 beautiful. Maybe they wrote something that's really really good. But you know, we know the best of the best. They've got to be open to the energy that's in the room. The room took them someplace else. They yeah. were ready. They were ready for that. They were willing to go with that. That's like you know, us today. Yeah, yeah. You know we're just really flying. Whatever, we're just flying. We go on with your energy. Your right. energy is amazing today, and that's we're flowing mm-hmm. with that. So mm-hmm. that is so um, uh, amazing because I feel that. So if I'm in the audience watching a performance. Mm-hmm. I even flow from your energy. Right. You know, the mm-hmm. energy is just powerful. It so is. you're getting it from me, but I'm getting it from you, and it just creates this amazing performance. As an artist, you Roger, know, you, you know, you know what you just said that I, that I have to share with you guys. What I said earlier about being caught in the moment yeah. is because I went to a couple of shows with one of you know some artists I was looking forward to seeing, and I could tell as I was watching, I was like. Are they thinking about breakfast tomorrow? <laughs> I, think, I mean, are they thinking about that? You know, like, do they even know what city they're in right now? Right. And I said to my, I said well. to my seven, I said to my six other guys, we don't ever want to look like wow. that. You so never, wow. I know that we all go through our ups and downs mm-hmm. as artists mm-hmm. and we've got stuff that's going on in our lives, but keep in mind, you don't know what it took somebody to get this ticket. Right. You don't know what you. it took them, what type of journey they had. That they has happened so many times. Wow. Right? And, and, and it's so the worst feeling when you go to a concert and you feel... That is amazing, though, to hear that you go to other concerts mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. got that feeling. I mean, just what you just said was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there. I've been there where, like you said, like, you know, are they really here? Are they wanting to go somewhere? <laughs> like, uh, it's Come back. such a right. privilege. Right. Such a we've privilege. All, we, you know, and we've all felt that. Right. And, I've, you know, here's another thing I've experienced. I've experienced the artist, you know, even like backstage or something. And I got the feeling like, oh. I didn't know, uh, you know, I didn't like them that much, you know, mm-hmm. that they, whatever, whatever. and then another day, right. oh, they were nice. Right. Oh my goodness. They were really, really, so you know what? Right. I, I caught them on, I caught them on a bad, yeah. you know, I caught them on a bad day. But guess what? Every, some, most people meet you just one time in your life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so they leave with that impression. Mm-hmm. So if you could be, and it's the same thing about somebody saying, "Can I can I get a photo with you? Can I get a photo? Mm-hmm. yes?" It's 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 natural for you as artists to think like, "Yo, I, I there was a time when I was doing that. I was taking photos. There was a time when I was signing. Now you're catching me at breakfast, or you're catching me. Then I'm with my family. But but you know what I do? I try my hardest, mm-hmm. right? Hardest, my hardest, right? To just like okay, 
I don't know what they're going through, what they've been through, what they, you know, how hard it was for them to even approach me. Mm-hmm. And I try to just to 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 to, to give them right. the best side of me all the time because again, it's about being thankful because that same artist, if they find themselves suddenly not uh, nobody nobody's checking for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you want to be nice to everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 So you got to be thankful that you're, that you, that, that, you know, when people say, well, what's your schedule like? And we're like, oh, yeah, we're doing 100, 150 shows a year. Oh, my goodness. Thankful. Mm-hmm. Be that's thankful. right. There's, be there's grateful. Another, there's another mm-hmm. artist out there that's, that's wishing that they could have mm-hmm. those, you know, those shows, right? So mm-hmm. we all want to, and we all want to be, uh, at least most musicians want to be, you know, uh, be, you know, have more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, want more. Okay, but also be happy with what you have. Right. right. Don't now, you have some control though over saying, um, yeah, you have the opportunity to do 150 shows a year, right? But your mm-hmm. mental, physical, taking care of your voice. There are instances where you say. Um, I'm not going to do that much. Today. Like having control right. over, yes, being grateful for the work, but also being protective of right. of how you take care of yourself, your family. Yeah, we've Those talked things, about that, yes, right? We've that talked people, a lot about that. Out, people yeah. don't understand. So that you have do, to take the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. come up. Because if you're reacting like that, then you know what? Then maybe you're doing too many shows and you're not taking care of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Because is important. you are, and it's not like, you know, I hate that word of, being a celebrity because I think that that it's not you're just being real mm-hmm. you're being d- down to earth you're being real but you're taking care of yourself but you're also taking care of the fans that that just mm-hmm. yeah. are you. there that's, for you that's help, helping you to make yeah. money and in this arena now everybody has so much access to you all the time especially when you start getting on the world stage right that when they see you you know, it should be, people should naturally know if you're at a hotel having breakfast with your family, you should never approach someone. Do you know what I mean? You should well, let them have know, their space. But we got fans that are throwing stuff at artists on stage. Right. I mean, like, it, it's a whole different, yeah, like times a different thing, yeah, right now. So how do you draw the line? I mean, how do you um, keep the fans, but, you know, with that gentle touch to say, you know, respect my space as a person. Do the same thing you do with a regular person with me when you see me in public. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why when 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 people get so popular that they uh, they can't you know they can't they can't walk in the street right. they can't walk. In, I mean, you you realize that's a whole different you know it's a whole right. different thing. Like some people say, "Well, you signed up for that," you know. What yeah, I'm, that's so unfair uh, to it's, say. It's, it's, so unfair. It's, yeah, it's it's unfair to say because no one knows what that. No one knows what really that really feels like until they're they're mm-hmm. in that space yeah. that everyone is interested in every move that they make and everything they do and their, their families are, uh, are, you know, not private, nothing like that. So there, there does have to be a line, even with, even doesn't matter, you know, there has to be a line, but my main thing is just saying you being cordial and respectful to, 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 human beings, you know, goes right. both ways. Goes right. Ways. And, and, yeah. and honestly, the music that you put out and how your group represents itself, it defines and helps, um, help, it helps define your fan base anyway. So you don't have crazy fans running after you trying to jump on the hood of your car. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> now, Roger, that Adele cover that you all did in Germany with Helene Fisher, that was everything. Yeah. 
Yes. How, how did you guys get your first overseas performance? Who made that happen for you? Wow, so long ago. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. I remember the very first place we went overseas. I think it was like Singapore or something like that. Wow. And I don't remember how it came about. I just remember we were excited to do our first thing, you know, overseas. We, we got our first uh, start professionally performing uh, at college campuses. Yep. Um, yep. All around, all around the U.S. So when you say I haven't been to Minnesota, I mean we've been there several times because of all the schools that are there, mm. right? So, um, not to mention we were uh, on tour with Michael Bublé for about eight years, and so we've come to whatever arena you guys have there. We've mm-hmm. been to that arena uh, probably three, four times. Okay. Um, Excel yeah, yeah, or big, Target Center. Big, yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Whatever your mm-hmm. biggest arena is there. You've been there. We've, we've been there. Okay. And and, and speaking about um, in song, you know, how songs get inspired, when you go in front of an audience of 20,000 and it happens to be a Michael Buble show and they, they, they haven't come to see you, you're going up right. there. Right. You are going to, uh, you know, you are the opening act. We have you start to realize that people didn't understand. Like, we start singing, and, you know, people are like, okay, they're applauding, they're applauding, whatever. But not till we break broke it down right. and said, okay, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. Did people understand that this, all this sound was coming from our mouths, yeah. right? Even with the announcement, before we'd walk on the stage, the announcer would say, ladies and gentlemen, Every sound you're about to hear is created by the human voice. Even with all that, people still didn't get it. So we eventually, I wrote a song called Wall of Sound. Mm. And in that song, one of the guys would go down the line and he would turn everybody off one by one. Yep. And then I he would that. turn everybody back and on I one by one. I saw that on my right? video. That, that yes. was beautiful, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was born from being wow. in those arenas where the people are such a far distance from you that they need it totally explained what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and because when we, when all seven of us sing it at one time, it's so much for people to look at mm-hmm. and see. That the, and the sound is so crisp sometimes mm-hmm. uh, from the drums, the bass, and the brass sections and everything else that they're like... It's a track uh, show. Uh, right. This must be a track. This right, must be a track. Right. This, this, they yeah. must have some musicians in the back that they're not showing right now. What I'm, mm-hmm. But you got to break it down for them. And so, right, so right, that yeah. was how that song was uh, was birthed. Hey, well, Roger. That, that, you know, I wanted to mention because last year at the fair, at the grandstand, that happened. There was a shift in the audience. So when you started singing, you know, we're sitting there, we're all watching the show, and then you started, and then all of a sudden there's this big shift and the people were going crazy. So yeah. that's right. That's right. They that's got right. it. That's you right. know, they that's got right. it. They saw. Yeah. That's it's, when yes. the, that's when the, that's when the light bulbs go off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're, you're waiting yeah. and anticipating the big star. And maybe you've never heard the opening act. It's kind of like when India Ari opened for Sade. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, right. can you imagine yeah. that show and not knowing who, not India knowing was? who it is, right. you know, and this is a, you know, we should allow, uh, we haven't met, all the group yet. So can you introduce us to everyone in the band and tell us what their human instrument is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yes. I can do that. So I mentioned my brother Warren. Uh, he is the vocal drummer. 
Um, uh, and he's been in the group, you know, uh, from the beginning. Uh, Namdi Bryant is the bass, and he's the baby in the group. I think he's been, he's been in been in the group for eighteen months. We're still counting his months, so he's he's, he's the baby in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Sean Simmons. He is, uh, his go-to instrument is the harmonica. Oh, nice. Uh, we've got Dwight Stewart. His go-to instrument is the trombone. Wow. Uh, we've got Rod Eldridge and his go-to instrument. He's got several, but his main go-to instrument is, uh, he's the DJ. Cutting and scratching. Wow. Is his thing. Yes. Uh, we've got Ricky Court. And he's got the highest voice in the group, mm. and so he uh, his his instrument go to instrument is lead guitar. Wow! wow. And uh, seeing crazy notes. Uh, let me see. Is that, is that, is that, yeah, that's everybody. Okay. Now, if you can magically switch voices with another member of the group, <laughs> just for a day, who would you choose and why? I probably I probably would go with Ricky. I go with Ricky the high with the because uh, it's. It's it's amazing to hear uh, when people hear those high notes. Yeah. Uh, everyone reacts. Mm. Even even when a when a lead guitarist right is playing high notes and he's scrunching up his face. You know, it's so funny because you know when when a, a guitarist is going up real high mm. and they're making it look like it's real hard. You know, it's not any h- harder <laughs> to hit those high notes right. <laughs> on the right. guitar than it is the low notes, right? But it just feels good. When you go up there to, to make it look like it's hard. Yeah, the and, theater of but, it all. But, but vocally, it is hard. Mm. And he he he's just um, yeah yeah he's just he's he's got he's got an incredible voice. We 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 we, we recorded the other day um, this woman's work. Oh. And and oh my goodness, he killed this Maxwell Lee. Mm. I just said, man, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay. So yeah, if I if I if I could switch up the voice for a day, I I I'd like to know what that what it what it feels like to have uh, His voice. that type of tenor. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. Well, we, what a we, phenomenal song. Well, and yeah. we can't wait to see you. So your show is on August the twenty sixth and twenty seventh at 8.30 p.m. and you're at the Lonnie Lodge Band Shell tonight. The fair decided you needed your own stage and oh, your own yeah. show. That's <laughs> so, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So um, we're excited to celebrate culture and community with you at Cosmo. Um, we started uh, doing what we do with the fair in 2016. So the celebration of culture and community is really about bringing in diverse backgrounds mm-hmm. from all different communities. So we get out there and we tell them about all the great music that we have here at the fair. Um, our work is centered around building cultural sustainability. We actually have our own cultural sustainability statement, and it basically says our work is centered around building cultural sustainability in which music and art are essential to human survival and development. And this conversation with you today really 
emphasized mm-hmm. the importance of the work that we do in bringing and developing youth. And, and the fair has just been incredible um, since we started working with them because they allow us and give us a stage for our mm-hmm. artists that we develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're really That's lucky. Wonderful. Oh. Yes. That's one of the reasons why yeah. uh, a lot of musicians come here and hunker down and hone their craft, and then uh, we've got an audience that's always really receptive and loving to hearing new music, new sound. Exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're so grateful. So one of the things that we wanted to do with you before we let you go mm-hmm. is um, we have some, some things in, uh, that we call them that's the things you should know about Minnesota. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so we're going to test you we're here. Test your knowledge. So, so our first, uh, so our first question is: Who are the architects of the Minneapolis Sound? Do you know, you know about the Minneapolis Sound? Uh, well, we've been, we've been, we've been talking about it for the longest. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 Prince and, and I mean everything that goes with Prince from That's right. uh, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and yeah. uh, Tom huh? and. Uh, that 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 whole that whole thing. Andre is, Simone. Is now known. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. So yeah, Bing Bing Bing. You well, got, it. got it. And who <laughs> and who preceded him? <laughs> who preceded who, him? Who, in the who, who well, this in is the a jazz. Yes, this is a jazz question for you. Who honed their sound jazz here? Question. Oh, man. Lester you're, you're Young. Me, me, Lester, Lester Young. Young. Billy yeah, Holiday's okay. fav, best friend and favorite uh, saxophone player. There you go. <laughs> That's there right here, Minnesota. Mm. And and uh, Minneapolis. And, you know, Thomasina does a, a show called Billy and Me, mm. um, paying tribute to the great Billy Holiday, which is phenomenal. Um, nice. All right. Yep. And, and I started an acapella group. Uh, called Sing Hers, mm. which is um, kind of like what you do. We're a little older. We're the mamas. <laughs> but, we, you know, our purpose was to spread joy and and tell stories of black women. So it's an all-black women's group. What's, and, the, what's, the, what's, what's the name? Sing Hers. Sing Hers? Yep, mm-hmm. Sing Hers. Yeah, that's our group. Okay, okay. Yeah, and... Um, nice. Yeah, and I, you know, at, from one acapella group to another, you know, we are waiting on that song by our beautiful young men um, dedicated to uh, black mothers. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that one. There right. we go. It's- so our next question for you, Roger. What city in Minnesota is Bob Dylan from? Is Bob Dylan from? Oh, <laughs> Did you not know he was from Minnesota? I didn't know. I didn't even know he was from Minnesota, but I, I'm gonna, I have to get. get uh, gonna have to get Minneapolis or uh, or St. Paul. I, I, I just don't like to go for. Right. Nope, Duluth, Minnesota. It is, I thought it was Hibbing. Isn't it Hibbing? Duluth. Where's, I thought it was. Like you had to look that up. I thought Google it was Duluth. Because mm-hmm. I know. Uh, uh, y'all get your get your answer together. Like, we don't even know. We don't, we don't, we don't even How know. we gonna be from Minnesota? And not know. <laughs> well, well, I, I'm almost, I, I may be willing to bet a couple of dollars on that one. <laughs> okay. Well, Let's see gonna, if it's she's going to While she's looking here. it up. Now, Minneapolis and St. Paul are separated by what river? Do you know which river? Ooh. Ooh. Wait, oh, I'm only going to know when you say it. Sorry. <laughs> got to say it for me. We have to say the river? 
We have to the say great Mississippi River. Mississippi River. Yes. And I don't even know. I'm going to take it a step further. Do you know the Mississippi River started in Minnesota? I did you not can know go that. go to the start of it. Somewhere wow. up, the, up north in Duluth, somewhere up there. See, I yeah. didn't know it started so there. So it started there. So, yeah. And yeah, Bob Dylan is from Duluth. Duluth. <laughs> okay, first of all, yeah, that's, that's news to me about the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess it's considered the Mississippi River because it's, why is it considered the Mississippi River if it, <laughs> if it, if it flows so uh, for so long through uh, Minneapolis? Listen, right. that's going to take a whole nother show. I mean, not Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Because right. that river served a purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we'll have to uh, talk about that on the ground when you get here. <laughs> right. We'll, have that, we'll have that answer for you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, uh, what does Minnesota mean? What does it mean? Okay, educate me. Okay. <laughs> it is means water and cloudy water. Yeah. And so we have this um uh just this, this lovely um message or you know that we filmed the Juneteenth film recently and you know water takes on the the color cuz water is clear, right? You look mm-hmm. at water is clear. But if you notice when you are traveling, look at the ocean and the water. It takes on the color of its environment. You're mm-hmm. going to recognize, notice that now. And I learned this when we were down in Galveston filming. Wow. Um, that really water and, and Thomasina did the theme song for the film and oh. talked about the water, the flowing of water. So Miss the uh, Minnesota means uh, cloudy water. Wow. So it's not a mini soda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a is mini. the name of the Minnesota state fish? <laughs> this is a good one. State fish? Catfish. I bet you Minnesotans don't know some of these questions. <laughs> that's, that's why we're asking you, because we don't know. <laughs> okay, what's the, what is the state fish? The walleye. You're going to see walleye walleye on every menu, on every restaurant when you eat in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Walleye. Walleye. Mm -hmm. Walleye. Well, we got one one guy in the group, Dwight, he is uh, fish crazy, Mm. water crazy. Okay. So he probably, he'd he'd, he'd, he'd be familiar with that fish and everything else. So I'll tell him to look out for walleye. Yeah. Walleye. Now, when you can't find anything else on the menu. You You guys should go fishing when you come here. When you Mm -hmm. come through, do you have an opportunity to kind of hang out a little bit at the fairgrounds? I think we might because we could, we probably gonna get there the day we get there the day before. Uh, so now that we're doing because a lot of times we used to get arrive the day of. Now we're coming the day before, so yeah, okay. a little time. Yeah, put Wonderful. together a list of the things that you want to do or things mm-hmm. that you want to see because our fair is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Minnesota yeah. State Fair. Other fairs try to say they're the biggest it's fair, great. but it's not true. It's world, I, I just was going to ask you. Worldwide known. Yeah. So. yeah. What do you think is the name of the largest state fair in the world? We have over 900 shows and every food you can think of on a stick. So make your <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota State Fair. Yeah. yeah there you go. State Fair the largest? In the is world. The in, in the, the world. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Y'all hold it. Y'all are holding holding it down. See, y'all it's slipping down. on Minnesota. Come on, find a little, out a little bit about it. You know, in you know, 12 being from, days? Being from New York, you know, I, you know, I, 
it's been hard to have you know super duper respect for lots of other cities because I'm in New York. You know, so, you're giving me, you're, you're giving me, you're giving me, uh, giving me uh, a lot of uh, respect. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota. Well, there's a lot of people here who love and support. Music, mm-hmm. arts. I mean, you you look at our our the climate here during the, as soon as it gets warm all year long, really. But when it gets warm, we are out. We're doing things every day. There's art every day, music every day. Our parks. We have gorgeous parks. We might just steal your heart over here in Minnesota. Right. Our our summers are beautiful, and we take full advantage of it. And there's just so much to do, to and do. we're so glad that you're. Oh, awesome hold up. There's something. It. There's something that I that I do know. You used to have the biggest mall. We, we yep. still do. Well, it's not the biggest, I well, think, anymore. But it's, I think, maybe America. second or something. Second, number mm-hmm. two. Well, number two. Yeah. That's just so, like those buildings that put a, a tower on top of the tallest part of their building to say that they're the tallest. <laughs> but can't nobody even be up there. It's just a piece of metal. So actually, our mall actually, is still... Actually, yeah. actually it's, 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 it used to be the biggest. When I went there, it was the biggest. Yeah. But the biggest, is, the biggest one now, uh, I was there last month, is in Dubai. Oh, yeah, Dubai. Oh, yeah, yeah that's incredible. Uh, in Dubai, I was going to actually say New Jersey. I thought the, they were building another one, uh, yeah. a bigger than the same builders of the Mall of America. They're building another one in New Jersey somewhere. Oh, so, wow. so yeah. So, um, you know, with the fair being founded in 1854, yes. it's got a lot of history. It does. In 12 days, wow. okay. we get we get over uh, two million people through mm. here in 12 days. So, so. Just wow. expect when you look out in that audience, you're going to see a sea of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looking, looking forward to it. Expect right. a good yeah. time. Well, yeah. I, I, we've probably taken up way more mm-hmm. time than, than, than we were I've supposed to. Ladies, ladies, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> hey, we enjoyed, enjoyed you. It. Yeah, no, it's going to be a great, great show. Really look forward to seeing you. We'll be there. We'll be in the crowd to feel your energy. And... Um, Welcome to Minnesota. Welcome yes. you to Minnesota. All right. Enjoy the rest of your... Tell people expect the unexpected. That's oh, yeah. the truth. Look, that's what Glenn Golden on our only black radio station here in the Twin Cities. He always says that he, at the end of his show, he says, expect the unexpected. There we yeah. go. Oh, nice. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> and just, just know you already have family here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are family. I was waiting on you to speak. I got all my sisters with me. Yeah, Yeah. I look forward to meeting you guys. You as well. Well, this is Thomasina, Glam Life Kim, and Monique, and we are signing off. All right, take care. Take care. (laughs) Bye. Join us as we celebrate culture and community at the Minnesota State Fair Grandstand Sunday, August 27th at 7 p.m. with special guests, Boys to Men and Shaka Khan. Make sure you go to Minnesota State Fair to check out all of the free entertainment, free with your gate admission. For more information, visit KZMOHD.com. That's CosmoHD.com. See you there. See you there.